What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Comic book Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and once again, I'm here to grace your earbuds. No, uh, I'm also here to uh, just have another fun week and talk about some nifty nerd news and comic books and all kinds of things. This episode, though, going to be a little special, man. So I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or any of my other social media sites, but I've been promoting this thing called Comic Palooza. I don't know. I was going to enter a cool sound effect here, but then I remember my budget sucks. But yeah, Comic Palooza, which is like one of the biggest conventions in Texas, it's coming to Houston uh, May 26th through the 28th at the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is in downtown Houston. I've been promoting this like crazy because I freaking love it, man. I've been going for a long time and. I've always had a blast with it. I like being on the convention floor. I love looking at artwork and other cool vendor items and stuff. But some of the other cool stuff that I and I've been sharing this on it on social media, but I want to talk about it a little bit too, is like it's more than just a comic book convention. I don't know if you've ever been to Comic Palooza before. I've ever heard about it or seen pictures from it. But when I tell you this thing is in the George R. Brown Convention Center. I do not mean that it is in a section in a room of the George R. Brown Convention Center. I mean, Comic Palooza in Houston, Texas, takes up the entirety of the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is huge. It's like three blocks worth of convention center that is, for one weekend, dominated by nerds. <laughs> it's awesome. It's fantastic. And so believe me when I tell you it is more than just a comic book convention. It's more than just celebrities and people of the industry. There's so much that goes on at this convention. There's tabletop gaming. There's video games. There's robotic tournaments. There's entertainment. I, I believe there's even wrestling at some points. Like it is just such a fantastic event. It, it's huge. There's no way you can see everything in one day. It is quite impossible to do that. So that's why I always recommend getting a weekend pass because you're going to need it. But one thing I did want to focus on on this episode is the video game portion of it. And mainly, not just that you can, they have like a section where you can play on PCs or you can do retro like pinball stuff or old arcades. But they also have tournaments, and there's a tournament hosted by um, the Retro World Series. You can find it on Instagram, Twitter, at Retro World Series. They are doing a tournament, a retro tournament, if you will, which kind of hurts my feelings because I saw some of the games on here, and I don't know if I would call these retro because <laughs> like, then it just makes me feel that much older. Um, so they have one game that I would call retro that you can sign up for, and that's Miss Pac-Man. And I was like, oh, a Pac-Man game. That's cool. Like, yeah, that's retro. And then I saw, you know, Smash Brothers from the Nintendo 64. And I was like, that's, you know, I get that. Nintendo 64, that was like my second 
game console growing up, uh, like my first that I really, really got into, I think, man, I had to have been under 10, maybe about 10 years old when I got in. May, no, maybe under 10. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It was sometime in the 90s. It's a long time. I can't remember that age. But then Halo Combat Evolved showed up. And that's when, like, I don't know if you remember Keen Theoden and uh, the Lord of the Rings when, like, he de-ages, but now they have that gif in reverse. That was me when they were like, retro game tournament, Halo Combat Evolved. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. But, like, you know, I mean, Halo, the first Halo, what, 2001, that is quite a long time ago that is definitely over 20 years ago so i guess i don't know maybe I call that a classic game like because let's face it some of the best multiplayer like gaming ever that i can remember growing up was playing halo with like my friends and land parties and like i have like this specific memory of going to i think it was like a youth pastor's house where this dude had four TVs throughout the the apartment him and his buddy were living in. But the greatest part of it all was in the living room. They had two TVs side by side. So, oh yeah, we were screen sniping like mothers, man. But their couch setup was the most amazing thing that I could ever recall because it was like stadium seating. These two, these crazed youth ministers with, I guess, some sense of carpentry skill because of Jesus built a wooden platform to place a couch on top of so that they could have one couch on floor level and another couch raised up enough so you could have another group of people sit there so you could have eight people sitting in the living room playing on two screens so that we could all play Halo. And then there's like another TV like in the in one of each bedroom. So, you know, 16 people screaming their lungs out killing each other playing rockets only on halo one and only the best way that you could ever imagine but anyway i digress from that crazy story to remind you you can sign up for a halo tournament there's a miss pac-man tournaments dj fight for new york or dj def jam fight for new york I, I was never really into that game so that's probably why and i was never really a playstation guy growing up uh i told you super smash brothers the first one nintendo 64 pokemon stadium 2 and i'm sure there's going to be even more but these are like the big ones that they've advertised sign up now man uh, visit retro world series uh, their website you can follow it like i said on their social media or you can go to comicpalooza.com and go under the events and you can see the gaming tournament there I'm very, I, I am almost considering signing up for the Halo tournament because of the nostalgia of it all. You know, the retro gaming of Halo Combat Evolved. <sighs> that hurts my feelings. But I'm super excited. So I can't wait for May 26th through the 28th here in Houston because I am going to lose my mind if you do not have tickets you need to get them now i'm pretty sure they i'm not saying that it won't sell out but i'm pretty sure they will always have room for people to show up but man you, you like get your tickets get a hotel that way you don't have to go far you can just like the hilton of the americas is right there you can walk across on the sky bridge i think the, there's a marriott or something else that's connected like there's three hotels just right there next to the convention center and they all have like sky bridges that you can walk across so you don't have to worry about traffic you don't have to worry about people on the street you just got to worry about getting your butt in those seats and enjoying the convention anyway <laughs> sorry 
I'm not great at advertising, but yeah, that's my advertisement. No. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, be there. I'm going to be there, but we can meet up. We can have a lot of fun. We can talk and Hey, maybe we'll play some video games and I can crush you. Rockets only snipers only shoddy and snipers. I'm the man. No, <laughs> if you dare want to fight me, you know, you know where to find me on Xbox live at Bri-Fi podcast or no, it's just Bri-Fi pod and we can hit up one V one me, bro. Anyway, uh, moving on. So like I mentioned, this episode is going to be a little different. I actually wanted to bring a old episode or an old sound clip back from a retro area of 2015 since, you know, Halo's retro. Uh, no, but uh, 2015, I was at Comic Palooza and I happened to be part of a podcast panel and I had a lot of fun there, and I was listening to it. I don't even know what made me start listening to a bunch of these old episodes. I, th- I think I was really just trying to look from stuff from Comic Palooza that I could share leading up to the convention. And I came across this episode, and it was really funny. Uh, this is back when I did the first run of the Bri-Fi podcast. Now we're doing another run of the Bri-Fi podcast, but... Um, it was just a blast and it was a whole hell of a lot of fun and a lot of the things that we talked about I still feel hold true to this day you know not that podcasting has changed much but not a lot has changed with podcasting and so a lot of the uh, advice and just anecdotes that we talk about during this uh, I think it was only like 15 minutes that I had recorded I think really still hold true and I I would really love to share with you guys. So stick around after the nifty nerd news because we will play that audio for you and then we'll be done for this week and we'll see you guys next week. But since we're talking about the nifty nerd news, let's dive into that, shall we? So up first with the nifty nerd news, what I wanted to talk about, some rumor stuff. So take this, you know, with the grain of salt that you should always take when uh, dealing with rumors and castings for movies. But it seems that some people are believing or under the impression that Adam Driver is in the final talks, the driver's seat, if you will, to play Reed Richards in the new uh, Fantastic Four movie that Marvel has planned. And it's very interesting because normally I have big feelings when it comes to actors and casting and things of that like. But I will say with the Fantastic Four, we've had multiple castings and we've had... Three, in my lifetime, three different Reed Richards, but if you count some of the older movies, I think there was another Fantastic Four movie, and so there's been at least four live-action Reed Richards that I can think of, but of the three, there was one that was, a of the four, there was one that was a huge fan of, and that was, um, I was going to call him Jim. <laughs> you know Jim from The Office, um, whose real name escapes me because I'm on a microphone and now I'm nervous because I can't remember that. But I will one day and it will come to me later and probably well after I'm done. Um, John, John Krasinski. There it is. I did it. 
I, I made it. I made it there. And the only reason why is because I looked down at my email and there was another guy named John who had emailed me. And I was like, oh, that's his name. Anywho, so I was a big fan of his casting and him getting to play Reed Richards in uh, the Doctor Strange movie. So I was a huge fan of that. And I would love for him to continue that and build upon that role. But I understand that's not always in the cards. And that was like a fun little Easter egg because people had been talking about him being Mr. Fantastic, being Reed Richards and him getting to play that. So when I heard that Adam Driver was uh, in final talks or potentially in the final talks for the role, I was actually really happy with this. Um, I'm actually a really big fan of Adam Driver. I like a lot of his stuff. I remember one of the first things I ever really saw him in was uh what was that show girls i believe and i really loved his character in there i, I really liked the energy he brought and the comedy and some of the seriousness that he brought to that role and then you know being in star wars that was really cool stuff too but then like just seeing him and a whole bunch of other shit and seeing him in like saturday night live and doing skits like that like i really enjoy adam driver a lot man and so Hearing that he could potentially be the new Mr. Fantastic, I don't know how he would look with shorter hair. That's just me. I mean, I've seen him with shorter-ish hair, but I've come to just know him as a longer hair type dude. Um, but I think he could really do it, man. I think he, he's got the acting chops for it. I don't think anyone's ever doubting his acting skills. I think people just, you know, after having so many Reed Richards and all of them kind of having a similar look you kind of just i don't know you're like does he fit the look but i don't think that's important man i think what's important is that he can be reed richards versus just look like reed richards and you know marvel wants to do this right i mean i've i, I liked my first movies uh, of the fantastic four with um Jessica Alba, and that's the only... Oh, and Chris Evans, yes, he was in that movie too. And then I forget the other guys. <laughs> I forget who Reed Richards was, and he has a name. And I'm, this one I'm not going to pull out of my ass like I did John Krasinski, so you just get over it. But um, I don't know, man. Like, and, and what's funny, though, is with this announcement, I have not seen too many people upset by this, which has me worried because normally people are outraged by actor like announcements and things like that. So the fact that people are like, hmm, let's see how this plays out has me worried. <laughs> the lack of outrage is making me nervous. Um, speaking of like other casting news, though, I did come across one. It was uh, for Galactus, which I th believe will also play a part in... Um, the Fantastic Four movie. I'm not sure, but I believe so. And someone has mentioned Antonio Banderas, the Puss in Boots, as Galactus. And like I said, this is complete rumor. This is has no basis whatsoever other than someone on the internet is like, hey, this is what I've heard, and maybe they've gotten a few things right in the past. I'm, I don't even know what to think about this. It's so left field for me, Antonio Banderas being in i mean he was in spy kids so that's kind of like a superhero movie but like a fantastic for a galactus even but then you know you have like um uh you just have so many like i mean marvel's made so many interesting choices uh, um 
God, what what's his name? Uh, like the collector, uh, like all these people, like the, the like the collector, the game was a game master. No, who's the guy? Thor Ragnarok. Oh my God, why can't I remember these things? But like, like doing like interesting choices like that and having them play these very interesting characters. I thought Antonio Banderas would lead into something like that. Are are but what are they? Are they celestial? No, what are these guys who are the, you know, I I don't know what I want to say. I don't know how to say what what I'm trying to convey to you people. <laughs> but like Antonio Banderas to me felt like one of those type of characters where, you know, you bring him in for a fun cameo and he plays like this very important, interesting role and maybe something comes out of it. Maybe it's just like this fun little thing. But to play Galactus, but then, you know, like the way Marvel treats its villains, he will probably be killed by the end of this movie. <laughs> maybe he'll make it longer. Maybe he will be the next Thanos. You know, maybe he will sit in the background of it all. And who knows what will happen then. But I don't know. And it's like I said, it's complete rumor. There's no real anything to it. So we don't know what's going to come of it. But it's kind of scary it's kind of <laughs> but i don't know antonio banderas another fine actor so it's like it's not a bad thing it just i don't i don't know i don't uh. <laughs> but let's go to something i do know and that is concrete and i am happy about uh disney and sony have finally struck a deal or well they struck a deal a long time ago but now the fruits of that labor are really paying off and we're gonna get all live action Spider-Man movies now on Disney Plus. So now you can binge watch Tobey Maguire, then Andrew Garfield, and then Tom uh Tom. <laughs> what is Oh god, why can't I remember names? I'm really bad at this. This is why I should not be podcasting. But um I was going to say Tom Felton, but that is definitely not the right Tom. Tom Hiddleston? No, that's not the right Tom. Tom, Tommy Tom. Spider-Man. Oh, boy. Anyway, all three Spider-Man, all live action. Watch it from the first till you get Spider-Man far from home. No way home. No way home. There we go. See, I just I should just stop, guys. <laughs> I need to go home. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, no, Tom. Tom. God dang it. Why can't I remember his name? Anyway, so yeah, all on one uh, streaming platform. Get to watch all the movies, get to enjoy all of it. Watching one. This is going to be the comic book nerd. Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings is still the comic book nerd, Lord of the Rings, but this is like Spider Man, Lord of the Rings, and watching all these movies because, I mean, with all the director's cuts. Lord of the Ring director's cuts. I'm pretty sure the times add up to the same as nine regular movies. And so I, I'm actually really stoked for this because um, I don't know where else to watch the other movies. Maybe they're on Paramount. I'm pretty sure they're on Amazon. I don't know. Anywho, that being said, that is it. That I, That is like everything that I have for the Nifty Nerd News. Hopefully you guys are still here. Um, I really struggled through that one because I am awful at podcasting. But 
I'm going to give my face a break from talking, and we're going to play an audio clip from Comic Palooza 2015. Circa 2015, that's what I wanted to say, but we're not going to edit that. And hopefully you enjoy it. If you're interested in podcasting, this is probably the worst intro into podcasting you can listen to. But it's also very entertaining, and there is some like you. There are actually some advice tips that you can take away from this. I like. I'm not. I, I am self-deprecating, but at the same time, there are more important and smart, smarter people talking in this audio. And also, please forgive the audio for, uh, somewhat because it was recorded from a single single microphone that was placed at one end of the table, and so some voices are further away. Uh, than I would have liked them to be from the microphone. Hopefully, I can find something to have a better microphone experience at Comic Palooza 2023 because, you know, I've been doing this for a lot longer. And actually, uh, I do have better equipment nowadays than I did back then. But that is all for me. And hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, you enjoy going to Comic Palooza and seeing me there and all the fun that that has to offer. And hopefully, you will join me next week when I am better prepared and ready to record. So, yeah, let's go have some fun with that. So we start off with one guy doing one thing with his uh, Guitar Hero yeah. plugin. Um, how have you seen your podcast grow? I'm looking around. We got, I'm blinded by the RPP lights over here. <laughs> uh, we got a guy on camera for some reason. Um, so we got microphones. How has you, have you seen it grow, and how can you control the growth without going bankrupt? <laughs> Uh, we've, we started we started real small. You know, we, we were big fans of Mike and Ming, big fans of Brian Johnson and Tom, Steve, Dave. And listening to those shows week in and week out of something I really wanted to do. He had no interest in it. Uh, it took a lot of pushing and prodding to get him to want to come and talk in front of a microphone. But blackmail, once he tried it, he fell in love with it. And uh, what we did initially is we went and we bought just a, a basically startup box, a podcasting startup box. It's an audio box USB from PreSonus. It's like a little two-channel mixer with a USB plug into your laptop, a pair of headphones, and one microphone that is omnidirectional. And we just sat in front of it and talked initially. We did that, and our first few episodes were not the best sound quality, but they were pretty funny. I mean, it took us a while to get the groove going and kind of figure out what we were doing. Uh, but we got on New and Noteworthy, like I said, and we got, I don't know, 150 listeners right off the bat. Some of those people have stuck around the entire time. One of those guys is so loyal he fell in love with a character that Miguel created and draws a weekly comic strip based on a character that we created in the thing. And I'm sure some of you who listen may have actually seen the Horse Minions comic. It's pretty funny if you've never checked it out. Uh, but word of mouth, I mean, that's what it is. Building these relationships with all these other podcasters, you go on their shows, you go on other people's shows, you meet people on Reddit, you meet people on podcasting forums, you meet people on the podcasting groups on Facebook. Uh, you get invited to go on other people's shows, you do it. You never say no. That's one of the things you have to do is never say no, and you have to never be afraid to go out there and ask people to help support you or to come on your show. So how do you interact with your listeners? Because uh, the giveaway is one thing, that's the thing. Yeah. How do you keep them and then interact with them? You want them to be rabid and to spread the word. So how do you interact yeah. with them? Very, anybody, very anybody recently, we just started doing, uh, I'd say within the past month or two, we took to Twitter. And uh, we started posting, we did a black and white shot of the couch and our two uh, microphones. And we kind of use that as a safe image. So we'll hit Twitter uh, an hour, maybe 30 minutes before, and we'll say, hey, we're about to record another live, you know, on a, well, another podcast. Send your questions, comments, photos, whatever. No, no photos. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of well, did the same thing, but we uh, use this new thing called Periscope, which is also on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And they can, people can physically see us 
Well, we're saying it all. Yeah. And that actually drove with you guys, that draws? Yeah, believe it or not, we didn't think we would get anything. And then before we go, we had up to almost 100 people watching it all the time. Then you put clothes on. Anyone periscoping right now? See, you're missing out, people. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not. <laughs> you're like the king of Periscope. Yeah, you're yeah, 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 you're Sounds like a dirty sex move. I, I have to admit, I've watched Ming drive around a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it here in real time, and it's, it's equally thrilling. <laughs> Yesterday, he was periscoping in the show. So. And so just to show you, periscoping is really like a thing of the future, and I really think it's going to take off a lot more. I think people were waiting for that weird cat periscope fight to Xbox, you know. I think periscope won. Yeah. Yeah, no, it has. It told you last month. A lot of us are just regular folks who don't. The worst advice I ever got came from myself, and it was to worry a lot about what I was going to say every time and how I was going to protect myself. Just chill out and have fun. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we have an episode double zero that we've never shared with the world. <laughs> but we would go back. I went and listened to it recently. You could tell we were both nervous, so and even though there was no audience, we we were trying to come up with a first segment to do for our show. And a guy at the comic shop who we're friends with, who's pretty funny, recommended that we do a. Act, act out a comic book, do like comic book theater kind of thing. <laughs> so episode one of our show, there's a really horrible acting out of Harley Quinn. We picked a, a, an all-female cast, so he did Harley Quinn and I did Poison Ivy. And of course we tried to make the, the voices match. It was awful. Was there cosplay? <laughs> Twelve dollars for that. <laughs> 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 that was <laughs> for someone who's just starting out and they have an idea, because I know some of you have stores and you have things that you can sell, how, how's the best way to monetize it? I know you guys are doing that. Uh, we're on Kevin's uh, Smodcast Network, so he's the one who worries more about that than we do. We just try to put out content and content that people will buy after they listen to. So that's. So once again, find yourself with Kevin Smith. <laughs> that's why we're all here. Well, it's definitely possible to get money from, from your show. Don't, don't think it's not, but it shouldn't be your primary focus. For your primary focus, you're putting out a great show every week and doing it consistently. Uh, we got lucky a little bit because we built our Twitter following really quickly. We made it really important to get on social media and promote the hell out of ourselves. Got a really decent Twitter following and then approached some smaller companies about, about uh, supporting us. Uh, one of those was Tweaked Audio, a company that sells headphones, which works great with the whole podcasting idea. So when we partnered with Tweet and we started promoting them on our show, we said anybody that buys anything, we're going to do a special bonus episode that's only available for you guys. And so what we did for months is I cut everything out of the show that was a blooper, just everything that was horrible, everything that was too bad that he said. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the stuff I said. <laughs> the main shows all made it, but there was a bunch of stuff that was just off the beaten path, like way too raunchy for the sh for the normal show or whatever. Ended up on the sidelines, and then we recorded a uh, a play-by-play -play thing of the the bloopers and introduced each clip and uh, released that to our fans. And and it's one of the funniest things we've ever done because it's just so horrible. 
we have no lines. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we made decent money. I mean, we all, all the studio equipment we have now, we have uh, two laptops. We have good uh, Shure microphones and a mixer and all that kind of stuff. We've come a long way from just doing the buy a box podcasting kit. And all of that was paid for entirely by our audience. Uh, how do you uh, avoid, because I've never had it happen. I've done hundreds of episodes. I've never had a major crash. Um, but all I hear about online is, right in the middle of interview, it cracked out on me. What have you done as far as backups or um, once you get all that stuff, so you make sure you have an episode to put up? Well, when we're recording, we do it through the, we have two laptops. So we use one for Skype only and one to record. That's what a mix minus setup with the mixer is. <laughs> So we'll record on the laptop, but we also record to a task cam, something like this. Uh, we have a DRO5 that we just run the mixer straight into, so we have a redundant recording just in case something fails. Um, it, it's, it's easy, it's the best way to do it. It was something that I learned after a couple of failed ones <laughs> where things did go wrong. And uh, you know, sometimes stuff just goes, goes wrong. There's nothing you can do about it. And you can't blame yourself too much. I, 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 we did an interview with somebody that talked on a cell phone, and it sounded horrible. And I spent 14 hours trying to fix his audio enough so that people could hear it. <laughs> and the episode still came out sounding like shit. And there was just nothing I could do about it. Uh, it's just just the way it is. I mean, mistakes are going to happen. It's a trial and error kind of hobby. You know, you, the more you work at it, the better you'll get. And, you know, always be willing to ask people for help because <laughs> most of us have gone through one kind of fiasco or another. You listen to any podcast. I listen to Nerdist regularly, and they have a couple that they had to can because the sound quality was horrible yeah. after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I've tossed a couple myself. Yeah. It's one of those where it doesn't sound good. My name on the show. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah, as a guest, I don't want to be. I've been guests where they put up. It sounded off. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and you, you wonder why. It's just they feel the need to get content out. So how, how many of you have pulled multiple episodes? We know there's a double zero out there somewhere, Jamie. No, I've pulled plenty <laughs> of episodes. Uh, I mean, doing a one-man show, uh, it it gets really awkward sometimes when you're just in a room talking to yourself. And I've had episodes that just sound completely <laughs> awful, like just the worst stuff. Like I, I even look at myself like I can't even believe I said that. Was I drunk? Hi, like what happened? Oh, that happens a lot. Of <laughs> I think it's some of the funniest stuff you put out. <laughs> and, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, my question specifically for you then is, how do you know? That this one is not good because if you have a situation like where he's like, oh, my voice sucks. <laughs> I've been, I've got hundreds of episodes. I think my voice sucks in all of them, but I just keep going. I let other people tell me it sucks. Yeah. When they say it sucks, then maybe it might be. But how do you figure out as a one man? I'm married, so no. <laughs> we have no problem telling him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna be a dad. Oh, that's, that's not funny. I, and also, I'm very hard on myself too. Like I strive for consistent and perfection. And then like, like we've talked about, you know, for a good show, you need to be really consistent. And what helps me is, and just learning through this process is, I come up almost with like a script, but a, a more of a detailed outline. That way it cuts out the ums, it cuts out my stuttering, it cuts out like me just kind of like, okay, let's talk about this. You know, like it helps segue things, it helps get a smoother show. And, and I come across problems too, and now I bust out my trusty phone. And I've recorded plenty of episodes in my car just real quick trying to get something out that way. And I, for some reason, I do really well in the car. I guess it's just because I'm trying not to die while driving. I mean, don't record and drive. Park, you know, that's what I meant to say. But uh, you should do the Drive Bride podcast. <laughs> the Drive Bride. And then it's the Bride Dyke podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm just ah! right? yeah. like a new Driving with Bride. Well, I, I think I can branch out to like eight different episodes. That's the beauty of Bride. It rhymes with a lot of stuff. I've been called Bry Fry a lot, so I think I'm going to start frying food while I like podcast. Well, I guess we can announce it now. 
now, uh, these guys and Justin, uh, we just started, just got a show on Newsfix, which it's on their online website version. They did a, a weird story on like TV <coughs> culture and podcasting on me a few weeks ago. They offered me to do a show. So we have a new show that just started Saturday called Adventures in History. And we've been recording a lot of stuff for that this weekend, especially today. And my Love on that show, we'll have other guests and stuff come on, but it's like you know, you can only do so much in a four minute span of time, you know. We're, like we're on TV, <laughs> you guys are on TV all the time. Your production values are slightly higher. Than I'm not watching. Uh, how was that? Extremely higher. Uh, how, how was that transition when you know that you're, you've been talking all this time and now you got you know there's a mic on? Uh, it's important. Yeah, it's that's been something that gets you to do, or you just don't care? Well, that was a long time ago, and I, I mean, you adjust really, really quickly. You know, you know not to pick your nose. And, uh, <laughs> but the trick was, and, oh, right. and Mick will back me up on this, was turning off the microphone. When you're like talking about the AMC big wigs are jackass. You're okay, Garogan. Yeah, we call that Robert Durst syndrome. Well, we have only got a couple minutes left, but we got two minutes left. Real quick, I want each one of you to go down the line real quick, 30 seconds apiece. What has podcasting done for you personally? Not necessarily professionally, but personally. I've gotten to meet a lot of cool people, uh, friends, everyone up here I've gotten to meet. Now I got faces, which is great. Uh, it also, it's confidence. It's I feel more confident talking to people now. Like it, it's really helped in that sense. Just doing a podcast. You touched on the important thing as friends. I've made a lot of friends just from doing this show. Yeah. I would have probably never met before that. Yeah. Cool. Definitely friends. Yet. Definitely networking. I've gotten yeah. to interview some people that I greatly admire and respect. Uh, plus, I get to hang out with my best friend all the time, which is the best thing. I mean, we get to do the show every week. It's a lot of fun to sit around and plan it out. <laughs> it's, it's just it's a great experience. You know, if you haven't tried it and it's something you're thinking about doing, all I can say is definitely do it. It'll enhance your life in so many ways. It'll give you an avenue to get your voice out there and talk about the things that matter to you, whatever that might be. And, uh, you know, you'll make more friends from it and you'll, you'll definitely learn things. It is work, though. It is a lot of work. Be prepared for that. Well, I met a lot of great people. I enjoy talking to people. My wife likes it because I'm out of the house a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but I get to act like an idiot. The real idiot, the real Miguel gets to come out. Sully? I agree with these guys. Uh, just getting to hang out with Steve on a regular basis. We always know there's that one time a week we're going to get to hang out and talk nerdy. You've already spoken character. It's the size. This is a. The
free porn. <laughs>